hope, maybe even for us. We need a lot more people raising a ruckus, start making a fuss, start giving up. And get out into the streets and there may be hope. Hello, you're listening to KUBU, Low Power FM Radio in Sacramento. This is The Voice, The Voice of Sacramento. You can find KUB locally at 96.5 on your FM dial, or you can also listen to the station on the internet at accesssacramento.org. This program is The Climate Report, and I'm your host, Dale Steele. We're on weekly at this day and time. The program is brought to you by 350 Sacramento, a local climate action group inspired by 350.org. I'll be your host, and each program will provide you with local, regional, and national news about climate change, as well as local calendar events, interviews, and more. For more details, including past radio programs, or if you have questions or comments, please visit 350sacramento.org. Climate Report is back. 15-year-old Greta Thunberg recently rocked the adults at the COP24 climate meeting. Her quote, You say you love your children above all else, and yet you're stealing their future before their very eyes. And the rest of her message pulled no punches, and those present need to listen up too. We'll do that today. In the recent release of the National Climate Assessment, which was produced by a team of more than 300 experts, guided by a 60-member Federal Advisory Committee, who produced a report which was extensively reviewed by the public and experts, including federal agencies and a panel of the National Academy of Sciences. While the timing for the release of that report was obviously done to avoid the very attention and reaction that it deserves, today we'll hear from 350 Bay Area Information Officer who shares their thoughts on why this was done and what it means. And in spite of recently released dire climate reports such as this one, including at the global, national, and state levels, greenhouse gases are rising again, just as we're nearly out of time to reduce the effects already being seen, but that doesn't change anything other than the need to work harder. And much of the best and most effective work underway is coming now at the local levels, but even there, there's a need to do more. And a declaration of a climate emergency in Sacramento is one important step. Recently, Around 40 people from the greater Sacramento area met to hear more about why other cities are declaring a climate emergency and why we should too. This group will be moving forward with outreach meetings and drafting a resolution for presentation in the local cities and as well as the newly formed Mayor's Climate Commission. A climate emergency recognizes the legal and practical role of local jurisdictions to help their community respond to a disaster, including preparing for and avoiding the damages of anticipated catastrophic events. Historically, this has meant earthquakes and drought preparedness and evacuation plans for flood and fire. Well, as we've seen in the past few years, the warming climate is making these disasters more acute and more frequent in California and around the planet. And among other things, the vision to move forward should include a Green New Deal. Music today, All I Want for Christmas by the Minor Birds, Deepwater One by Fossil Fuel Kid, and Break Free by Barbara Ford. And now, find some shelter and get ready. It's time for the Climate Report. My name is Greta Thunberg. I am 15 years old and I'm from Sweden. I speak on behalf of Climate Justice Now. Many people say that Sweden is just a small country and it doesn't matter what we do. But I've learned that you are never too small to make a difference. 
And if a few children can get headlines all over the world just by not going to school, then imagine what we could all do together if we really wanted to. But to do that, we have to speak clearly, no matter how uncomfortable that may be. You only speak of green, eternal economic growth because you are too scared of being unpopular. You only talk about moving forward with the same bad ideas that got us into this mess, even when the only sensible thing to do is pull the emergency brake. You are not mature enough to tell it like it is. Even that burden you leave to us children. But I don't care about being popular. I care about climate justice and a living planet. Our civilization is being sacrificed for the opportunity of a very small number of people to continue making enormous amounts of money. Our biosphere is being sacrificed so that rich people in countries like mine can live in luxury. It is the sufferings of the many which pay for the luxuries of the few. The year 2078, I will celebrate my 75th birthday. If I have children, maybe they will spend that day with me. Maybe they will ask me about you. Maybe they will ask why you didn't do anything while there still was time to act. You say you love your children above all else, and yet you are stealing their future in front of their very eyes. Until you start focusing on what needs to be done, rather than what is politically possible, there is no hope. We cannot solve a crisis without treating it as a crisis. We need to keep the fossil fuels in the ground, and we need to focus on equity. And if solutions within this system are so impossible to find, then maybe we should change the system itself. We have not come here to beg world leaders to care. You have ignored us in the past and you will ignore us again. We have run out of excuses and we are running out of time. We have come here to let you know that change is coming, whether you like it or not. The real power belongs to the people. Thank you. Have it while you can Cause the scientists predict another record level year It will be warm enough outside for all the birds to stay right here And without the migratory paths we won't know where to go Cause next year we'll learn to celebrate without a snow Start a new
yourself a merry little Christmas. I know that I will. Cause I'm bagging all the packages in pretty little bows. Then I'll take them to the old Salvation Army up the road. And I'll sit down with my love and we'll remember what it means to celebrate without a single People aren't great at rising to the occasion in an emergency, as we're seeing all too often on an increasing basis. If you happen to be there when a fire or flood occurs, chances are you'll pitch in alongside emergency service workers to do whatever's needed. Neighbors help neighbors, and strangers help strangers. Well, we're now in the biggest emergency ever, the climate emergency. Already people are dying and ecosystems are being destroyed. We know what needs to be achieved right now, and we already have the technology to do it, We must face up to the climate facts, go into emergency mode, and throw everything we've got at restoring a safe climate. We know from our experience of full-time wartime mobilizations that amazing economic transformations can be achieved in just a few years when we face an existential threat. So let's demand equally strong leadership and action from our peacetime government in order to protect everything that we love. A climate emergency declaration has been prepared calling to declare a climate emergency. Petitions are available at national, state, and local levels, and a number of governments are adopting those petitions now. You can find more information on this at climateemergencydeclaration.org. On October 30th, 2018, the City of Oakland passed a resolution endorsing a declaration of a climate emergency and requesting regional collaboration with an immediate and just transition and emergency mobilization effort to restore a safe climate. Oakland's following in the footsteps of Berkeley and Richmond, becoming the third California city to declare a climate emergency and launch an emergency speed mobilization. Other cities and states around the world are taking similar action. The Oakland City Council voted unanimously to pass this resolution, marking a growing movement of cities treating global warming like the emergency it is. That means that the city will rapidly reduce greenhouse gas emissions and seek to reach zero net emissions at emergency speed. 
and create plans to protect residents and especially frontline communities from worsening climate disasters and work with local cities, counties, and public agencies around the San Francisco Bay Area to bring them into a rapid just transition mobilization as well. Oakland's resolution combines the need to stop climate change in its tracks with a commitment to social justice, calling for a rapid just transition from an extractive, destructive, and racist economy towards equitable, regenerative, and local living economies that uphold human rights and the Earth's support systems. You can read this resolution at oakland.legistar.com. That's oakland.legistar.com. Now, other American cities are gearing up. The city of Los Angeles is also getting ready to declare an equitable emergency response to global warming as it considers a mobilization from one of its council members to create a climate emergency mobilization department. And Hoboken, New Jersey, and Montgomery County, Maryland have also passed similar climate emergency declarations recently. Climate Mobilization is a national organization devoted to launching an emergency mobilization to restore a safe climate. They ask institutions and communities to respond to climate change and ecological destruction as an emergency, demanding that the only response that makes sense, that's a massive, just mobilization to protect humanity and the natural world. Find out more from them at theclimatemobilization.org. You're listening to KUBU, Low Power FM Radio in Sacramento. This is The Voice, The Voice of Sacramento. You can find KUB locally at 96.5 on your FM dial, or you can also listen to the station on the internet, accesssacramento.org. This program is The Climate Report, and I'm your host, Dale Steele. Greenhouse gas emissions are on the rise again. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutner. This is ClimateCast. Some troubling news for climate watchers this month. A new study in the journal Environmental Research Letters projects a 2.7% increase in global greenhouse gas emissions this year. Emissions edged slightly higher last year after three years of nearly flat emissions. But how and why emissions are rising is a bigger story. Rob Jackson is an earth sciences professor at Stanford University. I asked him what the numbers mean. The last couple of years, several things have happened. The developing world is still using more energy. Countries like India are building coal and nuclear and renewables at breakneck pace because they have hundreds of millions of people without access to electricity still today. This year, we have seen China's emissions go up quite a bit. And they have green-lighted some coal-based projects that they have put on hold out of concerns for air quality. But it's not all about those other countries. Here in the U.S., uh, our oil use is going up steadily. And we had some unusual weather this year that led to higher heating and cooling loads. 
So our emissions are up a couple of percent for the first time in a decade or more. I see the European Union emissions actually decreased slightly. What is Europe doing right? Europe has the longest track record of emissions declines. We're seeing much more aggressive development of wind and solar power in the electricity sector. We have some countries, some of the Scandinavian countries that are selling a third of the vehicles as electric cars. So they're moving aggressively, not just in the electricity sector, as we are in the U.S., but they're decarbonizing their vehicle fleets at a much faster rate than we are. So the big atmospheric question then for climate impacts is, what has to happen for global emissions to peak and start a downward trend? Uh, Several things have to happen. Uh, We have to provide all the incentives we can to help countries like India choose to build as many uh, wind and solar facilities and low-carbon technologies as possible. Every time we or anyone else puts a new coal plant on the ground, even a new natural gas plant, we're talking about emissions for 30 or 40 years. We have to have steeper cuts in the developed world, the richer world, like Europe and the United States, to offset you know, a billion or so people around the world who still live in energy poverty. The best thing that's happening is just the radical growth we're seeing in wind and solar power. And it's driven not first and foremost by climate policy. It's driven by economics. Industrialized solar facilities are now as cheap as, as coal as natural gas, and consumers want clean power. So I'm optimistic that eventually we will we will get there. I'm just not sure how long it's going to take. Rob Jackson, Earth Sciences Professor at Stanford University, thanks for sharing your work and your insight today. Thank you so much. My name is Marian Michaels. I'm 25 years old. I live in Minneapolis. I'm one of the regional leads in Minnesota for Sunrise Movement. I am working to stop climate change by helping to get leaders elected who will fight for a future for all of us. After the election, we heard from Nancy Pelosi that she had plans to revive a select committee that had the purpose of convening hearings and investigating on climate change and reporting to the public. But we need action, and we need action now. So... I went in November with a group of 200 young people from Sunrise Movement to ask Nancy Pelosi to create not a select committee on climate change, but a select committee on a Green New Deal. The Green New Deal will rapidly transition our economy and our society away from fossil fuels and towards renewable energy in order to stop climate change. It also comes with a guarantee that anyone who wants a good job with a fair wage to assist in that transition will be able to get one. I went back again just this past week, and I was with a group of 1,000 young people to ask Speaker Pelosi again to create this committee. It felt incredibly powerful to have been there a month ago and even more amazing and hopeful about our future and about our future in stopping climate change to be there with so many other young people who are as dedicated as I am. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutner. Because the sun comes up and toxic tar sands start to leak And the earth's getting hot while corporate profits triple every week. That's all I'm going, going to break free. 
the future of our babies That's where I'll be The carbon madness Public relations can't fix The carbon madness All the harm it inflicts The carbon madness It's time for all of us now The carbon madness To take a citizen's vow And, and stop, stop the madness Madness Well, the corporations seem to think their plan can't fail And the government acts like our very future is for sale That's where I'm going Going to break free yeah. For the future of our babies is where I'll be the carbon madness Public relations can't fix The carbon madness All the harm it inflicts The carbon madness It's time for all of us now The carbon madness To take a citizen's vow And, and stop, stop the, the madness Madness To talk about the timing, we are joined now on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Rand Robel, who is the Chief Information Officer uh, uh, for the 350 uh, Bay Area uh, group uh, working to combat climate change. Thanks very much for joining us, Rand. So this was originally supposed to be released in December, and we found out on the eve of the Thanksgiving holiday that uh, the report was going to be released much earlier. What do you make of this? Oh, we're not surprised at all. Uh, the last national climate assessment was also released on a Friday. Um, typical pattern to bury the report. Okay. <laughs> and you think it's being done because the report includes information that maybe the president doesn't like? Um, it's been part of the pattern to suppress uh, science. And, uh, you know, while this should be front and center, because climate change is happening and it impacts all of us, um, it's being ignored as much as possible by law. They have to release the report, um, but they're giving it uh, the least attention possible, I'm sure. Okay, so this is the second uh, installment of this report. Uh, what is it supposed to cover? Uh, this volume covers the impacts from climate change. And we're already seeing it. I mean, the, the wildfires have a result not only of forest practices, but the fire seasons are getting very hot and very dry. Uh, the trend is unmistakable. Uh, well, earlier um, in the week, the Interior Secretary did uh, talk about rising temperatures, and he felt that that had uh, led to more intense and maybe even a longer fire season. Um, but he's not really talking, he didn't really speak in terms of climate change, does he? did he? I don't think he did. I mean, EPA scientists have been barred from uh, presenting on climate change. The website has been scrubbed. Uh, this entire administration is anti-science and definitely anti-climate change. And then, of course, uh, over Thanksgiving, we got the tweet from the president talking about how cold it was uh, in New York in the Northeast and whatever happened to climate change. But that is a misconception that you can base it just on a day or a couple of days worth of weather, correct? Oh, yes. Uh, climate is the average and weather is what you get on any given day. I think it was Michael Mann, uh, uh, climate scientist, uh, 
when the, there was the famous snowball uh, in Congress. He said, yeah, scientists have a, a, a term for uh, the weather uh, during this time of year. It's called winter. Actually, um, the cold fronts uh, are a result of the breakup of the polar uh, vortex. So we're getting Arctic air coming down because of climate change. It's not surprising, actually. I got you. What do you think it's going to take to um, have an impact not only on this administration, but for the future? Well, that's what all the climate uh, activist groups are working on, uh, raising the awareness, uh, essentially raising the public's uh, temperature on this topic. I mean, we used to be a science-based country. And for this administration to be so clearly anti-science is just, I think it's caught a lot of people off guard. Uh, last time we saw this was around tobacco. It's an active misinformation campaign, and it's funded by the oil companies. Exxon knew, and they put millions into literally uh, raising doubt. So it's going to take people listening to scientists and taking action to prevent, uh, really, uh, a man-made global disaster. So if you were to put it into context then for, uh, for us, as far as how you consider the state of the environment and a climate change today, how would you phrase that? We're on the knife edge. Um, a runaway climate is like a hill that gets steeper and steeper, and you go faster and faster until you, you hit a cliff that's you know well beyond uh, any sort of return. We haven't really put on the brakes yet. We're still pumping more carbon every year into the atmosphere. So it's going to take a real uh, zeitgeist, a, a, a sense of change that we have to stop polluting the air. We have to go to clean energy as soon as possible. If we, there was a report that came out from the IPCC. We have 12 years. If we don't make substantial changes and reduce our pollution, we're going to have the hottest uh, climate that hasn't been this hot for millions of years, and it's going to last tens of thousands of years. Um, we, you know, delay is the, is the problem, and that's what the oil companies and this administration have, have put at risk. All right, Rand, thanks very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Rand Robel is uh, with uh, 350 Bay Area. Don't forget to check out my other radio program on KUBU, Making Tracks, focusing on wildlife, nature, and environmental issues every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m., right after the Climate Report. And be sure to tune in Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for Radio EcoShock and the latest on science, issues, and authors dealing with climate change and the environment on a global scale. Hosted and produced by Alex Smith. Don't miss it.
again, thank you for listening. You're listening to KUBU, Low Power FM Radio in Sacramento. This is The Voice, The Voice of Sacramento. You can find KUB locally at 96.5 on your FM dial, or you can also listen to the station on the internet, accesssacramento.org. This program is The Climate Report, and I'm your host, Dale Steele. We're on weekly at this day and time. This program is brought to you by 350 Sacramento, a local climate action group inspired by 350.org. I'll be your host, and each program will provide you with local, regional, and national news about climate change, as well as local calendar events, interviews, and more. For more details, including past radio programs, or if you have questions or comments, please visit 350sacramento.org. There may be hope, maybe even for us. We need a lot more people raising a rocket, start making a fuss, start giving up. And get out into the streets, and there may be hope.